us. Look at us. Coming up with ideas all over the place. We're so, we're so on, the, on it. Um, <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> Find a quiet moment. Put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. And I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie Comer. Oh, How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. We're all here. I'm in the studio, not with Derek, but with Claire Gregory. Yes, today, again, I will be playing the part of Derek, so any poor engineering on this podcast is completely my responsibility. (laughs) Oh, Derek. Why isn't Derek here? And Stevie Wong joins us from... New York. New York. Early in the morning. Have you had your breakfast yet? Nothing. I'm just woke up and now I'm talking to you guys. So this is uh, good. We come first. We come before porridge. Do you get call it porridge in America? Do you? Oh God. Tangent. Uh, What? (laughs) Wild. uh, What do you call it? Something else. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. Oatmeal. Porridge mm. over here. Wow, <laughs> this is mind-blowing. Still don't I thought oatmeal yeah. was something <laughs> completely... I've like always heard of oatmeal. I thought it was something completely different. Nah, it's porridge, mate. Oh, my. I need to lie down. Right, cancel the recording. <laughs> anyway, coming up on this week's show, deranged dating shows are taking over. We're going to be taking a look at the latest offerings. They're inviting five potential suitors... Hello. Hi. Oh, my God! ...to move in with them, all at the same time. Westworld is back and is as complicated and brilliant as ever. Who are you, Dolores? You and I are a lot alike. They put you in a cage and decided what your life would be. They did the same thing to me. And I've been chatting to Catelyn Moran about her upcoming film and plans to improve the internet. The internet possibly needs a couple of official mums just sitting on it, and when things get nasty, she can just come in and go, you've all just got overtired. I'm closing down the internet for an hour and you're all going to bed. Ooh, is it Catelyn Moran, not Catelyn Moran? Oh, see, Catelyn. I've always called yeah. her, called her Caitlin. Well, so would I until I met her. So, uh, oh, luckily, no, 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 I, I, luckily I was chatting to the publicist beforehand who, blah, 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 Catelyn. I thought, oh, no. noted. That one. Thank you. I, I, I suspect, though, she seems very cool, Catelyn Moran. So I think she's the kind of person that probably isn't too bothered about whether you say oh, Caitlin or Catelyn. Fair enough. Well, you can uh, tell us all about that a bit later on, then, can't you? Yes, yes. Um, first, though, oh, should we have a little? Should we cross over to our our new uh, Corona news desk that we seem to have? <laughs> coronavirus. Um, just because uh, we've had the news recently that Coachella's been moved, hasn't it? So Coachella isn't going to be taking place next month. It's been moved to October. Yes, Coachella's been moved to October. Uh, unfortunately, South by Southwest has been cancelled, and now there's a lot of talk to see if maybe uh, Cannes might be moved or cancelled altogether, yeah. too. Which I is can't a big see deal. how Glastonbury's going to go ahead either. Mm. The Glastonbury rumours have been mounting, but we can confirm that we spoke to the PRs, and as it stands, no plans to cancel. Mm. So I suspect that will largely depend on acts, international acts. If they all start refusing to come over, would that be the thing that would impact the festival? But as well, with Coachella, Coachella then moving to October, they can't guarantee the same lineup, can they? Surely, I guess no, not. They, no, they can't, yeah. 
it's about availability and 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 actually the same thing do do these acts really want to go out and kind of perform in front of these large crowds in, in you know in october and as they're saying you know that this coronavirus thing you know at first people are saying well when it's summer when it's hot then it's probably going to die down but then the latest reports is it might last until next year which is going to really yeah. affect Entertainment, even our jobs. Yeah, well, they can't push back Bond again. I mean, I'm still suffering from the last postponement. So, anyway, I thought Coachella's not about the music, is it? It's just about getting your picture taken and uh, popping it on Instagram. You don't need any uh, actual stage presence there, do you? Did you read about um, there's a cinema chain in Northern Ireland as well who are doing this checkerboard seating policy? So, to encourage people to still go to the cinema. But they're only gonna. You're gonna have a seat ah. space next to you, Ooh. so it'll be, and someone won't be directly behind Ooh, you. They'll be either great. side. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing more space. annoying at the cinema is <laughs> when someone's kicking the chair behind you. Oh, I would go any. That, that would get me to the cinema for the first time in ages. That sounds great. <laughs> but would you still go in the time of Corona? Like, if things were kind of got down, you know, like, and and because uh, I was thinking about like, you know, how how I'm going to watch films and stuff in the future. I'm like, am I going to be more getting screeners and just watching from home? Or am I actually going to go to a screening room? Stevie Wong, sit with a bunch. you refuse yeah. to meet the general public anyway. We know <laughs> you true. have your private you screening room. You sure. do not leave your home unless there's a really good reason. Pay for a film, Stevie Wong. When was the last time you so. did that? I not, am not the other end of the scale and hopelessly naive about it all and uh, would definitely go to the cinema and probably enjoy its emptiness while there. Well, I went at the weekend uh, to Westfield, which is a big old shopping centre, and it was still full, still packed full of people but it is weird you do sit there and go oh well sticky fingers on seats and things and door handles those hands Katie Spence yeah anyway it's it's getting to me the my inner hypochondriac is coming out too much (laughs) so I think should we move on yeah oh should we talk about love Don't worry about coronavirus. Do worry about love. Um, yes, let's do it. The, it looks like love is now taking a new format these days because there's been this like slew of shows where just when you read it on paper, you're like, wait, what's going on? And now these shows are so popular because they're so strangely kind of presented to the world. And the, and the biggest one, of course, is Love is Blind that's on Netflix. It's yeah. like producers have just had a big meeting around the world, got together and are trying to outdo each other on the most <laughs> ridiculous way that you could come up with people falling in love. Love is Blind being the one that everyone has been talking about for the last few weeks. I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Okay. Can't say see ya. Without ever seeing her. It's people that are committed to marrying someone that they've never met, that they've only spoken to from behind a wall. And it's, it's genius. It's genius. <laughs> I mean, uh, we were kind of, we've been talking about this for a while off, uh, off the podcast and we wanted to wait until the full series had dropped and then the reunion show before we did speak about it. So loads of people listening, I'm sure you'll have seen Love is Blind and have your own thoughts. But um, I absolutely loved it. It was like... 
crack TV for me. I, I mean, that's it, though, isn't it? It's awful. Yeah. It, it's, it's genuinely terrible, terrible TV. but addictive. So addictive. It's like I eating was... a whole tube of Pringles or something. It makes you feel slightly rancid afterwards. But you can't stop yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm sure everyone knows by now, but just in case you don't, the idea is that these people, they start dating in these pods so they can't see each other. There's a wall separating them. And the wall, by the way, is kind of like slightly mystical. It's got a kind of opalescent quality to it hasn't it it's very strange and um so they hear each other and they chat away and then boom after like five days they start proposing to one another and only after they've proposed are they allowed to see each other it's like they're in a cult though isn't it it's so weird i don't know whether i mean is it as weird as an american watching it stevie because as a british person the the amount of oversharing that goes on through the wall i think that's the weird fascination that you get watching it in this country it's like why are they telling these strangers these things (laughs) it's it's very American in the sense that they talk about their emotions and the process of how they get there. And it's just, it's very yank, I guess. But, like, uh, what was cracking me up is that they, they cast these these people who, are, they're almost like Bachelor. We have a show called The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't know if you've yeah. Ever seen that. yeah. And it's, it just feels like Bachelor Rejects that kind of, like, got to the <laughs> show instead. And um, they're, they're just a lot, there's a lot of bros. <laughs> and they're all, like, looking for love. And these girls with, like, long blonde hair. and they're, So it just feels... Feels very American to me, and um, it's so American. I kept looking yeah. at my partner and being like, "You never just burst into tears because you just feel so overwhelmed with emotion yeah. for how much you love me." What's going on? <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like I'm missing out here. And of course, we've got the villain of the series. Poor Jessica gets cast as the villain for putting on a weird oh, baby she... voice every time she talks to oh. a man. I don't. Do you think she's the villain? I think Amber's more of the villain. No. Don't you hate Amber more? No, Jessica's the villain. Have you watched the whole thing? Well, yeah, but Jessica, I feel sorry for her because she's just this one that everyone's written off as just being weird, too old at thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's because she tries to steal Amber's man. Yeah, and also because she, she also says yes to Mark when she clearly doesn't like him. Well, Mark, who is now having to fend off accusations that he possibly had a girlfriend during the time in there. I mean, goodness me, some reality TV controversy. Who'd have thunk it? My favourite moment during the series, though, is the moment (laughs) when uh, Barnett and Amber were actually having a proper decent chat about where they are in their lives and it emerged that Amber was deeply in debt and only worked for like two days a week Yeah. and the look in Barnett's eyes where he was like oh, oh I'm God. taking on the debt <laughs> I'm going to marry how, how much in debt yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just it. so impractical. Why on earth would anyone do that? But you know, when the producers came up with the idea, they there was a lot more contestants than kind of continue through the series. But they only expected one or two couples to get engaged. They never expected as many did because there were actually other couples that got engaged that they didn't even carry on yeah. with through the experiment. Oh, so people are idiots. No, but I think you could just get swept up in it. I saw someone comparing it to being a bit like MSN Messenger and I do think that like anonymity people do just kind of open up and create these bonds and you know or do you think it's more like the producers are egging them into it because the fact is out the back somewhere uh, around the corner from the love is blind pods they must have a massive big tray of like engagement rings and stuff and just like <laughs> here you go then if you want to why yeah. not they didn't go into the detail of the rings do they we don't really know how they came about um well i think it's great and i think netflix have absolutely smashed it it was this. a lot of fun but 
not as fun as Five Guys a Week, the new Channel <laughs> oh 4 one. Can these new admirers vanquish the opposition? What's going on looks? I'm not just exterior. Try to see you a good-looking lad. Win the approval of friends and family. I'm good in bed. I'm sorry, what? And make it to the end of the week. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm going to ask one of you to leave. As Five Guys. You are amazing, but is it too good to be true? Become the one. The thing I love about this is it's me doing the picking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, Stevie, again, as the resident US expert, how was it watching, like, the British director? TV show because this is basically one woman five guys move into her five house, boyfriends straight and, away and she basically ditches one after breakfast every day it's excruciating it's bizarre it's cringy yeah what did you Weird, think Stevie weirdly I prefer this version a little bit more only because it's kind of like an isolated one episode so I don't have to like stretch it out for yeah. like ten whatever you know. and so if I hate these people at least I know by the end of the hour they're gone and so I'm, I'm okay with that but this one is hilarious because it is it's like five grown men <laughs> in your house. <laughs> and um, you just picture the smell, don't you? Yeah, and it's the, the, there's the nowhere to... Yeah, queue for the bathroom and that there's nowhere for everyone to sleep. So some of them are on, like, inflatable beds in the living room. And They're, like, getting tucked up in the evening, like, night. <laughs> it's just utterly insane, the concept, though. I don't know why anyone would agree to go along with it. The men, for one, and the woman that... I mean, you would just be overwhelmed having five boyfriends. I can't think of anything worse. It all seems a bit contrived. Like, all the guys are very kind of specific types. You've got, like, a stuntman, a singer, a surfer. You know, they're all very the kind of specific, like, oh, in the their divorcee. boxes. Oh, the <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spoil it for uh, for anyone that um, that watches it, but I was very surprised by the final two. I must say, I didn't uh, I didn't see that coming. No, but do, oh, can I read out the Guardian uh, the Guardian review because there's a bit that they say which just sums it up so well. So it's Joel Golby writing in the Guardian. Um, there is a scene halfway through where Amy makes out with one contestant while three men watch on, pretending they're not seeing it. Either doing close eyed close eyed play it cool dancing on the spot run to the bar panic or just look like a soft sad teddy bear and that's masculinity in a nutshell <laughs> that shot alone deserves every tv award going <laughs> sad teddy bear it's true it's very bizarre and also the guys are all none of them come across brilliantly they all come across as like slightly idiotic horrible guys but it is guys. the whole spectrum of that alpha male masculinity yeah. isn't it you've yeah. got everyone there you've got the the so I'm trying not to use a swear word. You've got the person that brings a guitar to the party, and <laughs> you've got the the stunt the surfer with floppy hair. I put and... it to you: which one would you have chosen? Do you think I couldn't do any of them? I would <laughs> rather be on my own. Rather be Stevie? on my own. I, I feel like the musician came in strong, but then asked, "Did you notice how quickly he manipulate? He tried to manipulate yeah. the whole thing." Yeah. Uh, and so I just was like, "Gosh, this guy's kind of." kind of a sociopath you know and just like it's just not it's not cool so i don't know i none of them i think that's the final answer it's just like oh is this the options no thank you would you rather go on this or love is blind i'd probably go on this 
because <laughs> at least you know Stevie with like, five boyfriends. Yeah, me, me and five. It's like it's like let's average do this. Saturday and, in April. And, and do they have to leave? Because really, this sounds like the best like you know weekend ever. This so, is the way to know. get through coronavirus. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, Self isolation. It's uh, important. Um, um, anyway, I very thoroughly recommend, but for all yeah. of the wrong reasons. I mean, we're not watching it hoping that they find love. We're no. just yeah. staring at it like that's definitely people a, in the but, zoo. train wreck television. But if you are staying in uh, while uh, while avoiding going out for the obvious reasons, then I would thoroughly recommend both Love Is Blind and Five yeah. Days a Week. Very very easy watching. What's not quite so easy to watch? Uh, well, personally, in my opinion, I, I felt wasn't as easy to watch. Uh, is the new comedy uh, that's out on E4 in the UK called Feel Good from the 18th of March. Uh, 19th of March onwards in the rest of the world on Netflix. Now, May, your father and I want to know if you found a new Narcotics Anonymous uh, meeting. A what meeting? A what meeting? I'm May, I'm an addict. Where do you get this? In jail. As you know, I am an addict. Oh, Jesus. New me, new life. I have everything under control. Are you guys tired? Am I trying to do the right thing all the time? When was the last time that any of us felt any joy? Yeah, what do we all think? I just thought it was fine. I just, it was, I thought it was fine. I, it didn't really term, set my world alight, but I didn't hate it. I was surprised that you said that you really didn't like yeah. it. What, what when, weren't you when keen you texted, on? Because so, I, I watched it and I was like, wait, why, why does Katie hate this so much? Because it's, like, it's an this okay show. I watched this right yeah. off the back of Five Guys a Week and I was <laughs> riding high, living my best life, enjoy, having like gripped onto the sofa with the pain of watching the excruciating <laughs> show that is Five Guys a Week. Then we moved on to Feel Good, which is uh, this sort of comedy that's based loosely on the life of um, stand-up comedian May Martin. It's just so dry and boring. Just wasn't funny. Didn't laugh once. Oh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I like the bit where I didn't expect this. I hadn't kind of read about the show before it started. And uh, Lisa Kudrow pops up as uh, as May's mum. It's a great little cameo, so I was enjoying that. Um, it's just very quiet. She's got a very quiet style. And uh, having sort of read into her background, I think her like stand-up style is quite self-deprecating hmm. um and i th- i wonder if perhaps that sort of self-deprecating quiet style just made for quite a quiet performance i mean stevie you've watched more than both of us so I, does it I get better of, i did the whole thing where i started to watch it but the thing is i don't really hate this actress Emma martin i think she's I well, she's a comedian humor. she's not an actress that's the crucial yeah, thing i th- i think that's probably what it is also it's like her her kind of uh, way of portraying her her role is is kind of um, uh, maybe cold, if if you will, and and just kind of it doesn't have that kind of gravitas as maybe the girl who plays her partner, Charlotte yeah. Ritchie, mm. who's such a great actress. Brilliant, and, yeah, and, yeah. And so I feel like all the acting kind of is like left to to the people around around her. But May May's character is, is okay. I mean, she's she's a, a, a you know this woman that struggles with substance addiction, and then you know she herself struggled with that, and so that was kind of it feels very personal and. As you kind of kind of move forward, she's just trying to deal with it on a daily basis, and and it kind of talks about addiction, whether it's with substance abuse or with relationships or with other things. And yeah. so um, that to me is interesting. I, I, that that kind of like allowed me to watch the rest of the series, and, and, and I'm curious. Does it get to see. funnier? Is it perhaps the pilot is quite a hard watch? Well, not a hard watch, but quite a sort of setting things up rather than being funny. I think you get more comfortable with the characters and therefore you're kind of 
lightly charmed with it. It's not the best show, but it's not a bad yeah, show. You I, know? Think and I think you're being yeah. unnecessarily harsh. <laughs> like, I don't think it's great, but I, I think personally... I just didn't find it very funny. Yeah. Well, no, that's fair enough. I mean, but you know. Does it have but it's to... not awful. It's a comedy, yeah. Stevie. Who about to tell me it doesn't have to be could funny? It not, it's could a it dramedy. not be dramatic, dramatic? Funny. Is is that like I don't know. Of, I mean, yeah. you tell me that it's written by a stand-up comedian. I expect to have a few lols. A few, I don't know. I, for me, I think the problem is it's not really saying anything new, which feels right. very mean thing to say when it's kind of a personal, it's based on her personal yeah. experiences. But I just feel like we've seen this kind of stuff before. You know, the, oh, I don't know, it just... It, Having come off the back of watching like sex education and the way they talk about substance abuse with uh, May's mum and stuff, it just this just feels a bit old hat, personally. Oh, sorry. Just felt a bit quiet to me, and uh, yeah, hard to watch. Well, not hard to watch. I don't mean hard to watch. It just felt a bit quiet and not a comedy. Oh well, God, it does this leave. Is mean. It's, it does end. <laughs> it does end on an interesting uh, final note, and um, maybe it allows for a second series if if people do click onto this. But it sounds like you know everybody's a little bit lukewarm. I'm a little bit better than you guys, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's good it's get okay. for them to get Lisa Kudrow though, wasn't it? Who yes. they apparently pitched to as a joke, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll, the script sounds good." I like Lisa Kudrow. I think she has a lot of fun with the part she chooses because whether you like this or not her she's she just kind of brings some humor to it doesn't she it's a quirky part she's not like your average kind of mom you know she's not the kind of soccer mom i think that's the thing the actors in it are really good and they are quite funny to watch but just pinning it all around may martin's acting skills i kind of not sure she's up to it it's tough, and plus she's so needy. I think that's kind yeah. of the real yeah. issue. Um, if you don't like that kind of character and you don't really want to see somebody try to like deal with that, it's it's kind of annoying after a while, too. But I was okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Because um, maybe I'm needy. You know, so <laughs> Not coming like out, Stevie. No. Um, anyway, we can, we can do better than okay, can't we? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, come yes. On. I mean, come on. Everything else this week is just a warm-up, let's face it. Yes. That. Stevie, come on. What are we should warming I, up to I do then? this? Yeah. <laughs> Westworld is back. You've been watching me. Not me, but someone. Something has. Those that we're going after. The person who took your future. Welcome to my world, Maeve. What do you want from me, then? It's basically on March 16th on Sky Atlantic in the UK, and it's the same day uh, showing on HBO in the US. And we are now in season three of this series. And, and everything has changed. Everything has changed. And, and did that help? Did that, did that make it more difficult for you guys to kind of, like, start to watch it again? I've got to be honest. I, I, I see myself, I would describe myself as a big Westworld fan. I loved season one. I loved season two. But the gap between seasons and the sheer complexity of it meant that I couldn't really remember anything about what happened. So I started watching and then I had to go and try and read some recaps about what happened in season two. And then I I, I do get a bit lost in it. So it. It makes my mind bend in a way that I'm not sure my mind is capable of bending. But I put it to you, it's kind of glorious being lost in it. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I don't really understand it. I still really <laughs> enjoy it. And I've it's got to say... It's just glossy and epic. Yeah. And, and Tandy Newton just is so, 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 so good in this that I just feel like she's just so watchable and 
every scene that she's in is so brilliant that it doesn't really matter if I don't understand what's going on because no. I just happily watch her all day. But also, the, the new addition to the cast, Aaron Paul, is phenomenal in this. Yes. I mean, yes. I love Aaron Paul. I think he's just absolutely brilliant and a bit underrated, and I'm really enjoying him in this. I think he's... Uh, I'm excited to see where his character goes. So, so the, the creators, uh, before the, the, this latest series has come out, have said we should expect this as a, a radical shift in the story, and if you watch the end of last season, you kind of could have guessed what was about to be coming. Um, Steve, should we should we say first, if you don't want any spoilers, maybe skip ahead a few minutes? Yeah, I think if you yeah. haven't watched series one or two and you're, yeah, you don't want to know anything at all going into season three, now's the time to skip on because we're going to get into a bit of the detail. So what we can say, because uh, we also had to sign some kind of NDAs of sort, of, of plot points oh, and Oh, I haven't checked uh, it. What do we uh, sign up to? <laughs> yeah, there's certain things we can talk <laughs> okay. about. But you go for but it, we'll, Stevie, yeah. if you remember so the details. As, as we, when we last left, the, um, the robots <laughs> who are self-actualized, uh, five of them have escaped. And now they're kind of like work living in either the Westworld or in the, 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 the real world. The real and world. So, so for the yeah. first time, we're seeing the bulk of the drama is set in the real world yes. and we're starting to get more of an understanding about when it's set and where the park is in the world and all these questions that from the kind of day one of season one were so kind of huge and such a massive part of watching and actually now got season three and we kind of know where Westworld is that kind of stuff doesn't mm -hmm. even matter anymore because things have changed right. so much. And so, you know, the leader of this revolution from, uh, is definitely Dolores, played by Evan Rachel Wood. And she, I, I love her storyline. I think it's really fascinating. And she's, she's in the real world and she's trying to gather. She's out to right some wrongs, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she, she's, read, she's ready to take people down if she has to. And she it's is the epitome of badass. I mean, yeah, not mess amazing. with Dolores. <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa. Um, but she's got an agenda. And whether you are uh, kind of supportive of that agenda or or not, doesn't really matter because she is cracking on with it. But now it's... that it's in the, the modern world, not the modern world, the real world, um, it's, it's all these other sort of existential issues that we're getting uh, that apply to our real life, aren't they? Of like data harvesting and what people know about us. and Yeah, yeah. and the machines taking over and, yeah, how, how things are going to work and... Yeah, and it, consciousness, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, here here were these robots basically made to, like, help us out. And, and then now they realize that they, they deserve to be in existence. And then what, what will they do to kind of fight for that kind of, to live even? And so that's kind of fascinating. To, it is to, just to, epic, though, isn't it, as yeah. well? Aaron Paul has said, apparently, that he was just blown away walking onto sets, that you just... Uh, the scale of them it's like Blade Runner basically isn't it yeah. the, the money that's gone into these sets it's kind of going back to what you said Katie that actually even if you don't care at all about the story or the characters or anything just watch it because it just looks so yeah. amazing it's such I, I find it such an enjoyable watch I genuinely think it's one of the best shows on TV I absolutely love it do you know the Did one you... thing that jarred with me slightly in that first episode back though we can't really sort of go into details about what the scene was but they um, played as the music in the car Common People by Pulp yeah and then mm -hmm. you think this was a weird choice for the like dystopian future they're going to put that on the, the 
thing. But then I thought, well, maybe it's, it's like retro, the equivalent of Burt Baccarat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just good PRS for Pulp, isn't it? I was uh, pretty pleased with Jarvis Cocker picking up a few quid for that one. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I liked it. I like the kind of little retro um, kind of callbacks that they pop in there. It's nice. Stevie, you've gone way ahead, haven't you? So are you uh, have you witnessed uh, Vincent Cassell join the, the uh, cast yes. as well? Yeah, uh, so... Vincent Cassell, who people, uh, Katie Spencer describes <laughs> as yummy. Yeah, beyond <laughs> yummy. I just think he's gorgeous. He's, he's, he's like so Does hot. Does he fall under like weird hot for you or like actual just hot? Is that, actual is that... hot? Do you think oh. he's in the weird hot I category? I think he's weird like an alien. Yeah, he no, looks like an alien. He's, yeah. got, he's, he's a ballet dancer. He's got the best body going. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. What's he like in this then? From what I've seen, uh, Vincent's character is like a nefarious... Uh, 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 he, I guess he's a villain on this show, but then again, I think all humans on this show are kind of villains in a way, and so uh, he's just kind of probably worse than some of the other ones on, on you know that they've kind of portrayed so far. And so, um, Do you I don't think know. this is the best season yet? Oh, like like Claire, I don't remember a lot of season two. Because <laughs> um, so. that's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to understand and remember. My yeah. brain doesn't work that on those high echelons. Exactly. I feel like season one was such a was such a beautiful show because we really didn't know anything about this world, and so you're just watching them kind of actualize themselves, and so that was a real like adventure. Apparently, to... Aaron Paul was meant to be in that first season, but he couldn't make oh. it work with sort of filming Breaking Bad and things like that. Well, now he's here, and he's such a good addition. And and yeah. you know, I could I could spoil and say he is involved with Dolores, uh, the Evan Rachel Wood character, but I won't say how. But there yeah. is a, when it when it finally happens, you're just like clapping because it's like, yay! It's going to be amazing. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's there's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I've only seen the first four, but uh, oh my gosh, they're so good. Very much uh, been enjoying the ones that I've seen. Um, what I'm also very excited about though is uh, Devs, which is meant to be coming out here in April but you've already got it over there have you Stevie? Yeah I mean it, it, it's kind of like uh, we're in this amazing sci-fi season it yeah, seems. Yeah too so right. Basically out of the blue has, there's new Alex Garland series and it's the writer of 28 Days Later and the yeah. director of Ex Machina um, and it's a TV series that's on Hulu which is a streaming site and so it's, it's produced by FX which has a network here on television but then somehow there's new programs just for the Hulu uh, FX on right. Hulu kind of stream. And we and think it's going to be B- it. BBC2 in yeah. April, we, we think. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's another real sort of sci-fi dystopian... Yeah, the kind of not-too-far-off future where technology's gone super cutting edge. Right. And, uh, yeah, people are working for this kind of company in Silicon Valley where there's some really impressive... AI and all that kind of stuff going on, right? I mean, if you thought that Westworld looked beautiful, Devs is equally gorgeous. I mean, mm. just the images that they throw out there. This is the the the, the campus that this uh, uh, place is, exists on. There's a huge like kind of doll that kind of like lingers in the center of the space, yeah. and then there's just it's just a really cool looking show in it general. It looks incredible, and some of the yeah. shots are so beautiful. Um, and but. it's about a, a software engineer who's investigating the, or who ends up looking into the, the suicide of her boyfriend. 
thing, isn't Well, it? yes. So he, the boyfriend gets uh, brought into this program. So within this company, there's a smaller company called Devs. And you have and to be very, And it's super mysterious. Very, yeah, it's super mysterious. Nobody knows anything about it. And so he gets uh, brought in to do this, to, to work for Devs, and the next day apparently commits suicide. And so she's like, I don't think this is a real thing. And so the, the rest of the series is about how she kind of mm. figures out like what this is about. Yeah, it's, And it's, it's got Nick good. Offerman in it in a very yeah. different role to his famous Parks and Rec role. Uh, and the lead is played by Sonaya Misuno, who is the girl, I don't know if you recall, she was, um, she played the girl that got married in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And right. she was also in Ex Machina as the robot, uh, the, the kind of sex robot that kind of existed in, in that space, too. So Alex Garland has worked with her many times. And um, the, the interesting thing about this show is that even though this is a, apparently a one-off, uh, eight-episode show, mm. he's decided that if there's going to be, like, he loves working with these people so so much that he wants to do like an anthology version where the next show will have the same cast again. And so oh, it's kind of with a different plot then. Totally different plot, but he oh. loves these people so much that he just wants to kind of continue working That's a neat with them. Concept. I know. So he started you know, it's the American horror story setup. It's just like it's it's a, you're kind of the same cast of people, but then every yeah. every season there's a different show. So yeah. Oh my I, god, it's such a good TV at the moment. I, I think so. I'm gonna say devs. I think style over substance. But no, no, you haven't even seen it yet. Well, it, it, maybe I have. Maybe, yeah. I have. maybe I have. Maybe I have. You've got your sources. <laughs> maybe um, I have. Maybe I haven't. But I'm putting yeah. it out there. It's no Westworld. It's Alex it Garland, no... though. I can't imagine it's not good. It looks great. I think the problem with Alex Garland's content is very much that he is he likes to live in a space as opposed to like give you direct kind of information and stuff and so you have to kind of be in the mood to experience his stuff because it's so I don't know you just kind of like like lie in it as opposed to kind of be actively involved and I like so to live episodes, in a space don't we all like to live in a space I know oh, but I eight like episodes down, of space so. might, yeah exactly <laughs> what's happening this is all I getting know. too meta but could you imagine watching eight episodes of that you know that might be a little bit like just really asking for people to to, to focus because if not they're just going to be like I don't know what this show's about you know and but it looks beautiful yeah, but so, when it looks beautiful you get sucked yeah. along don't you it's, I agree I'm curious I'm 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 a nerd enough to kind of watch all eight and kind of see how this plays out so um, keep us we'll posted yeah for sure for sure. <laughs> Anyway, Claire, we need to talk about uh, the very exciting interview that you had with Catelyn Moran. Is that yes. right, Catelyn Moran? Catelyn Moran. So, uh, yes, we had a lovely chat with her for Sky News because her book, How to Build a Girl, um, is been made into a film and that's going to be coming out in the summer. And but it's very good. We've all seen it. Yes, it's we? funny. It's and in fact, yeah, it's already done the rounds in the US. So Stevie Wong is well ahead of the game, as always, as always, uh, Stevie's ahead of the game. But you saw this back <laughs> in Toronto last year, right? I saw it last year in Private Toronto. Private screening in Toronto. No, <laughs> it was with the people. Um, but, you know, at the time they were looking for a distributor and so it was one of those, Toronto's a funny festival because not only do they have like these world premieres, but they also have finished films where they're kind of looking for people to eventually like release and so how to build a girl was definitely on that list of like undistributed films and so it got picked up obviously and and uh you guys are having it's good i, I didn't know that much about catlin moran prior to watching the film and so i just know she's a writer she's very popular she's brilliant. but that's, yeah, but that's about funny. it this, yeah. this film was a real nice kind of like introduction to to this girl yeah because the film is basically semi i mean almost entirely autobiographical <laughs> it's about a young girl growing up in wolverhampton working class trying to get out of that and 
and becomes a music writer. And uh, these are all things that Catelyn Moran herself experienced. Interesting so. casting, though, as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I was really interested to hear about the casting because I was quite upfront with Catelyn and said, I, I, I do think Beanie's great in this. I, it's Beanie Feldstein plays the main character. I said... You might know from Booksmart. Yes, that's yeah. right, yeah. And I think she's really good in it and she has a decent stab at the Wolverhampton accent, which is not an easy thing to do for someone from the UK, let no, alone someone from God. the US. But I... I've got to admit, when I first heard about the casting, having read the book, I was slightly sceptical because how can sort of someone like Beanie, an LAite, uh, really kind of understand the uh, the rigours of working class Wolverhampton? And uh, and Catelyn admitted, you know, she wasn't their first choice. Well, we went out of our way to see if we could find, because there aren't that many roles written for young, big girls. So, like, it was like, well, this is the role of a lifetime. If you're a girl out there and you can do this, particularly if you're from the Midlands, like, what other film are you ever going to be in if that's who you are? So we did open castings, we asked for audition tapes, we were really focused on seeing if there was a talent out there we could find. Um, but there wasn't anyone who could do it. And then when Beanie said that she wanted to do it, we had a meeting with her, and she was really worried about the accent. Apparently it's all about face shape, and the L.A. accent is very in the back of the throat, at the back of the mouth. And the Wolvo accent's all forward, you like this, you're, just, you're talking like this, you're like, to be fair, this is, this is terrible. Um, and so she was like, it's going to be so hard, but if you believe I can do it, then I'm going to do it. And she showed me the script that she got on the table, and it had... 6,000 post-it notes in, in all different colours, very neatly done. Beanie's quite anal about her research and she was like, I'm going to do all the work and I'm going to make this work. And she moved to Wolverhampton, she lived there for two weeks um, and uh, and she's nailed it. She's, it's absolutely amazing. I showed it to my family and they were like, to be fair, that's cracking, it's busted. So dedication to the role, two weeks in Wolverhampton. <laughs> Good work, go. Beanie. I'm not sure there's many people Good that would <laughs> come from LA to Wolverhampton. There's a cracking supporting cast in this because her dad is played by Paddy Considine, yeah, who's like, I, I, you know, I'm such a fan of his. He's a real, he's such a brilliant actor and he's really good in this. Um, and there's loads of cameos. There's this really brilliant um, kind of concept where she's got all these photos on her wall and they kind of come alive and talk to her a bit Harry Potter style. But it's, it's, it's much better than I've just made it sound. But all, <laughs> almost all of those are kind of celebrities that you'll recognise. So you've got Mel and Sue, there's Lily Allen. It's Martin Sheen in there, I yeah, thought I spotted. Martin Sheen. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Yeah, so that's really fun. Loads of cameos and... Um yeah, it just just brings a bit of humour, but it is a funny film. It's very sweet, I think. For... It's really sweet, and I, I have to say, you know, uh, Alfie Allen, who's Lily Allen's younger brother, um, he plays a rock star of yeah. sorts. He actually and, and... sings in this for the first time yes. on screen. We see him singing. Um, it was the first time that I've kind of seen him in a bit of a uh, leading man kind of position, and I quite like him in, uh, as as the the lead in this. And and I saw him. It was at TIFF. I saw. I, I went to see the film, and then the next night I ended up at some party which I didn't want to be at. But then Al- Alfie like literally walked right by me, and I was like, Alfie, Ooh. Alfie, Alfie. <laughs> and then he was like, Hello, and I'm like, and I, you know, I don't get little like goo goo eyed over. Oh, I do, but you know, and I was just like, I'm like, you did so well in the film, and he was. Just, like, God, you oh, didn't say it like that, did I you? I was, I'm an idiot. And, and he's just like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, I think you're a leading man, dude. And like, he was just like, thanks. Did you, say like, you were like, Stevie, you could be my leading man. Oh. <laughs> I, I, was, I was one sentence away from saying that. And then he was like, he's like, I got to go buy a drink. And I'm like, bye. And then like, that was it. But it was such a nerdy, but yeah, it was a 
enough for me to say something to a, to a person because I was oh. impressed with his performance. And Alfie. The, uh, do you know what I found? You know I don't like to let a day go by without somehow bringing uh, conversations around to my favourite musicians. But the music he sings <laughs> was written by Guy Garvey from Elbow, oh. which is why it's so wonderful and beautiful That's and haunting. Why. Yeah, they're good songs. They're yeah. good songs. Is it really Guy Garvey that you made cry? Look, can we just not? Let's just move <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, really. <laughs> extremely extremely sweet film um would fully recommend it's not out here until the summer actually so i was very lucky to get to chat to Catelyn. she was closing the glasgow film festival yeah the film and actually the glasgow film festival had been programmed to really celebrate female filmmakers this year and on the last day it was all films that were either directed by written by women or like starred a woman or was about you know and uh, and her film how to build a girl quite fittingly because it really is quite a feminist film uh closed the whole thing and uh and directed by koki gedroich isn't yeah. it he's the sister of sister mel of gedroich off of mel and sue yeah, yeah. Hence, the, hence the cameos i'd imagine yeah so it was really great to chat to Catelyn, and as well as talking about the film as you would expect we also had a chat about you know putting yourself out there because like i say it is sort of autobiographical although i think for legal reasons they sort of say semi-autobiographical <laughs> um but yeah kind of putting yourself out there and and the rigors of uh social media and and kind of coping with uh, with life on the internet these days personally if someone's been negative to me i always say your mum and then block them um and i think that's first of all it's the most powerful childhood insult from the playground that you can use and i like that kind of retro throwback thing it's a bit of a vintage kind of insult and secondly i, I they don't realize that i'm doing this but what i'm trying to do is go what would be happening if your mum was reading this? Would you say this to your mum? I'm a mum. Like, you know, I really believe that, like, the internet possibly needs a couple of official mums just sitting on it, and when things get nasty, she can just come in and go, you've all just got overtired. I'm closing down the internet for an hour, and you're all going to bed. It does feel like a lesson isn't being learned, though. Is it? There was a, a line in the book that really struck me because it was about Johanna hadn't even learned the simplest le- yet lesson yet, which is to be kind. Yes. And to be kind is something that we're hearing about a lot in the light of Caroline Flack's death yeah, yeah. and everything that's been going on online. Why is it you think that lesson just isn't being learned? Well, the thing about social media is it's a huge experiment that we're all part of because there's never been a time in the history of the world where the entire world can be together in one place and talk to each other unmediated. Previously, you'd have to be at a magazine or you'd, you know, you'd have to have some kind of fame or platform. Now everyone can talk to each other. So that's basically the start of a form of a global consciousness. And because that's never happened before, it's basically in an infant phase. Like, you know, the internet is like a big baby. You know, it has these rages. It gets really sad about things. Like, it'll hit people that it loves. And so as time goes on, you know, in 10 years, I'm sure it'll be very different. In 20 years, it'll be something else because we will have learned to negotiate each other. We're starting to see the fallout of having a completely unregulated platform where anonymous people can drive people to mental illness or death. And, you know, we, are, we will not carry on with it like that. I'm sure we'll change things. I'm constantly astonished that there hasn't been a rival to Twitter invented, where no one can be anonymous, everybody has to be registered. All you'd have to do is have, like, the ten most famous Kardashians out of the thousand Kardashians going, we've invented this new platform, no one's anonymous, the motto is be kind, we're all going there now, we've all posted a picture of our bums, bang. Ten billion people would immediately go to that new platform and Twitter would be out of business. So um, if I ever meet the Kardashians after we've all done pictures of our bums together, that will be what I'm proposing for 10% of the profits. (laughs) 
Beanie's having a crazy year. I, I mean, like, it's continued from last year, but she's definitely on a roll between, like, this film. She just did her life dream cameo on, on, on Grey's Anatomy. Did, wow. you, did you hear about that? Wow. Um, just, it's her favorite show on the planet, and she got a, she got a role on it. And she's going to be playing Monica Lewinsky in the yes. new um, yes. uh, American Crime Story. And so uh, the right it's, casting. Be brilliant. it's a very, very good, like, role for her. So she's having a, a wonderful year. And, you know, she is Jonah Hill's sister. You do know this, right? Yes, of course. So yeah. that is crazy that, that you know, um, it runs in the family, talent. So that's Talented a, oh, family. Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't mean that. Did that sound come out of me? I didn't talent, mean boo. to make that sound. No, we like Beanie. She's very good. No, we do like her. But yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll, we won't even get to chat to Beanie herself come the summer when yeah. the film is actually out here. So uh, we'll keep you posted. And if you would like to apply to be one of Stevie's five boyfriends, you can always Yay. email us at backstage at sky.uk. Uh, I think applications are being accepted while... Uh, Stevie is stuck in quarantine. On Instagram at Wongy1 uh, <laughs> and also on Twitter at Wongy1. Apply there too. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to see the rest of us, Claire Gregory, well, you can see your Kathleen Moran photo. Yes, at, uh, Claire Sky Showbiz on Instagram or I'm at Scoop Dog Sky on Twitter. And I haven't been doing anything exciting. I need to do something to generate some interesting content. But I'm Spenny Picks on Instagram and at Sky Katie Spencer on Twitter. Um, yeah, and what have we got coming up? Have we got anything exciting that we can all think about going forward? We'll be talking about Quiet Place 2 <gasps> next week. Yes. And I'm going to have a little chat with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. So, uh, yes, we'll just, have... Aren't they just the ultimate couple? Oh, I just would love couple to goals. have dinner with them. They are so brilliant. I really like them both. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's a good one to tease ahead to. I'm very excited about that. Um, and we shall uh, see you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Bye.